morning, friends, and thank you for joining us in what we're calling the Conspiracy of Goodness, singing the songs and telling the stories, reciting the poems of America, Larry Long, recording the stories, songs, and poems of America, Brett Hughes. I'm Tom Thibodeau, and this morning, let's celebrate poetry. Do not worry about the wicked ones Do not envy what they do wrong For like grass they'll be quickly cut Fade like green in the fields A little longer they will be no more Search for them and they will not be there For the humble shall own this earth It's for them Oh, it's for them The Greeks were very astute in paying attention to human behavior and human language. The Greeks were able to dissect language and we have four different kinds of language that we use each and every day. The words we use matters. There's a language of demonstration, which is a language of math and science. There's a language of dialectics, where you have a thesis and antithesis, and you come to some kind of synthesis, this which allows for a democracy and debate. We have the language that is rhetorical, language which is meant to persuade people based on emotion. It's the language of advertisements. It's the language of social media. It's the language of sports. But then there's the language of poetry, poesis, language that's used to delight. Poetry helps us to remember what we've forgotten. Poetry gives us images which words cannot capture in definition or doctrine. Poetry brings us comfort in difficult and uncertain times. Poetry lifts our spirits, captures our hearts and imaginations in unsuspecting moments. Mary Oliver, one of the great American poets, writes this. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention, then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak. Mary Oliver. As for the wicked who draw the sword, who bend the bow to harm this earth, their swords will only pierce their own hearts and their bows will be smashed. Little longer they will be no more. Search for them and they will not be there. For the humble shall own this earth. It's for them. Why, it's for them. In all traditions. There's the oral tradition in which stories and poems are taught. Why? Because we remember stories and poems. In the Hopi tradition, the Hopi elders issue a statement every year to begin the new year, and this is from the new year 2001, and they write, 
To my fellow swimmers, there is a river flowing now very fast. It's so great and swift that there are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold on to the shore. They are being torn apart and will suffer greatly. Know that the river has its destination. The elders say we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, keep our heads above the water. And I say, see who's there and celebrate. At this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all ourselves. For the moment that we do, our spiritual growth and journey come to a halt. The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourselves. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and vocabulary. All that we do now must be done in a sacred manner and celebration. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. Hopi Elders, the message of 2001. Trust in God, do what is good. Make your home a place of peace. Trust in God, God will reveal all that your heart desires. Little longer they will be no more. Search for them and they will not be there. For the humble shall own the earth. It's for them Why it's for them Langston Hughes was one of our great African-American poets who was able to take the suffering that people had during and after slavery, the movement towards freedom, and put it into language that elevated people's hearts at the same time and formed their minds. In his marvelous poem, Harlem, he writes, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Dreams deferred, hope must be renewed. It's the word of the poet a modern African-American poet who has great prominence. Marion Wright Edelman writes this. Lord, I can't preach like Dr. King or turn a poetic phrase like Maya Angelou, but I care and I'm willing to serve, to use the talents I have to build a world of peace and love. I don't have imagination like Walt Disney, nor am I artistic like Leonardo or Beethoven, but I care and I'm willing to serve. I don't have Harriet Tubman's or Joan of Arc's courage or the debate skills like Shapiro, but I care and I'm willing to serve. I can't sing like jo Josh Groban, Whitney Houston, Matt Meyer, or Carrie Job, but I I care and I'm willing to serve. I don't cook like Bobby Flay or dance like Kena Campen or inspire like other teachers, but I care and I'm willing to serve. I don't have the perspectives of a, a Bethany Hamilton or the intellect of an Albert Einstein, but I care and I'm willing to serve. I don't have Mother Teresa's saintliness, Dorothy Day's love, or a platform like Lombardi or Bear Bryant, but I care and I'm willing to serve. I don't have the writing skills of Nicholas Sparks or Shel Silver but I care and I'm willing to serve. I'm not holy like Pope Francis or disciplined like Gandhi, 
but I care and I'm willing to serve. My mind and body are not as swift as in my youth. My energy comes in spurts, but I care and I'm willing to serve. Some answers come slow, sometimes I speak too fast, but I care and I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to serve. Use me as you wish, Lord, to build an environment where everyone feels safe, feels peace, feels happiness, and feels love. Use me as you wish, Lord, today and tomorrow to build a community, a nation, a world where no one feels alone or less than extraordinary. Marion Wright Edelman. Don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't talk badly of those who have. Make your virtue clear as the light. As bright as high noon Little longer they will be no more Search for them and they will not be there For the humble shall own this earth It's for them Oh, it's for them Do not worry about the wicked ones that's a song uh, that came Tom right from the Psalms and you know there's 150 Psalms or the Tehillim of the Hebrew scripture and um, a little longer was poetry from the Psalms it was actually Psalms 37 and the eighth verse reads enough with anger leave rage aside well, it's extraordinary because poetry, the language, the light, takes us beyond the rational into the life of the imaginative and the intuitive. How important it is for us to continue to imagine how others might feel. To say I can't imagine how you feel is to tell you I don't need to care. I imagine that children today stuck in front of computers waiting to be taught are anxious. I imagine that many families are overwhelmed because of economic hardship, uncertainty of prices or employment. I imagine there's a number of people that have been locked into their rooms and long-term care facilities to protect them, but are now being attacked by isolation and aloneness. I imagine there's a number of young people graduating from school under Understanding that their future is not as certain as they once thought it would be. So what is the role of a poet? It's the right to the heart and the spirit of others to lift them up. Larry and I had a great friend, Sister Lorian Peterick. Oh, she was marvelous. Had her bachelor's degree in chemistry, her master's in English literature, her doctorate in philosophy that she learned in Greek. At a terrible university, we did not have a poet laureate. We had a poet Lorian. And here's her poem. The winds guard the spirit. The for God breathed on them and they became living beings. What is your spirit like? Do you have an image of it? Is it delicate and enduring as a star? Is it tough and life stubborn like a daisy root? Is it shy and frightened like a deer at the edge of the forest clearing? Is it as fascinating as a spider, endlessly weaving webs of beauty and life? Is it deep and free like a spring or mountain stream? Is it reflective of God like a many-mysteried lake? Is it immense like a wide gray sky on which the seasons write their messages with clouds? Is it warm and generous like Mother Earth? Is it as persistent and focused as a bee in clover? 
Is it as ranging and future directed as a migrating bird? What is the image of your spirit, which has a secret name, the Ruah, the sacred breath, breathes through your being? What is the image of your spirit as the spirit of God touches, breathes through, and indwells your own? Lorian Peterick, poet, mentor, friend. Tom, I so loved Sister Lorian and really do miss her. The many times I would stop into La Crosse at Viterbo, I would always seek out Sister Lorian. She had a spirit of nothing but pure, 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 pure. Did I say pure goodness? You know, Tom, I was raised in a family of working class poets. My grandfather, Arthur Veach, he was a fish peddler, but he wrote hundreds and hundreds of poems. Here's one of them. From my grandfather, Arthur E. Veach, out of Des Moines, Iowa. The mighty roaring river has a source. The God of heaven destined its course mid hills and valleys racing to the sea to bless all his people twas meant to be. So many have abused that river great, let's have a change before tis too late. So many polluted in a thoughtless way, endangering the health in a later day. Should unborn children be forced to pay for those thoughtless ones who live today? Yes, this was a poem by my grandfather, Arthur Veach. Arthur Veach. One of my favorite poets is William Butler Yeats. I've put several of his poems to music, and this is one of them, The Song of the Wandering Angus. I went out to the Hazelwood A fire was in my head Cut and peeled a hazel wand Hooked a berry to a thread And when white moths were on the wing Moth-like stars flickering out I threw the berry into the stream Caught me a little silver trout When I laid it on the floor Went to blow the fire flame Something rustled on the floor Someone called me by my name it had become a glimmering girl Apple blossoms in her hair Who called me by my name And ran, faded into the brightening air
Her lips and take her hand. Walk amongst long dappled grass, plucked till time and time is done. The silver apples of the moon, the golden apples of the sun, silver apples of the moon. Golden apples of the sun. Larry Long. <laughs> Our grandparents, people who taught us poems and songs at their knee. All of us grew up in schools in which we were made to memorize poetry. Do you realize how rare that is today until you begin to realize that our children and younger people memorize the lyrics, the songs, and rap, and hip-hop, language that seems to resonate with what they're feeling or thinking or imagining. W.H. Auden, my marvelous American poet, wrote a piece in September 1939 when Germany had just invaded Poland. He understood at that point that it may be the beginning of uh, the Second World War. And he writes this September 1939. I will recite only the last stanza. He says, under the defenseless sky, the world in stupor lies, and yet, I yet, ironic points of light flash out Wherever the just exchange their messages, may I, like them made of arrows and dust, show an affirming flame. May I, like them made of arrows and dust, show an affirming flame. September 1939. Boy, I just love this episode of Conspiracy of Goodness. Poetry, poetry, poetry. I met a librarian in Galesville, Alabama when I was doing work down there. Small little town in the northeast upper corner of Alabama, close to the border of Georgia. Her name was Evelyn Hurley. And uh, she shared with me a villanelle, which she wrote, which is a 19-line poem consisting of five tercets and a quatrain with internal rhyme scheme, and I took a few of those verses and I put it to music, and I think I'm just gonna sing it for you now. It's called, How High Can Angels Fly With Broken Wings?
The busy days are filled with empty things The stars are hid behind a mist of gray How many hearts hold songs that never sing How high can angels fly with broken wings How high can angels fly with broken wings The ancient turtle weeps and slips away How many hearts hold songs and never sing How high can angels fly with broken wings No joy is heard in bells that never rang We waste the words of love we do not say How many hearts hold songs and never sing? How high can angels fly with broken wings? How high can angels fly with broken wings? The ancient turtle weeps and slips away. How many hearts hold songs and never sing? How high can angels fly with broken wings? The night hangs the stars and makes them cling To lovers weaving dreams of magic rays How many hearts hold songs and never sing? How high can angels fly with broken wings? How high can angels fly with broken wings? The ancient turtle weeps and slips away. How many hearts hold songs and never sing? How high can angels fly with broken wings? How high can angels fly with broken wings? It is so wonderful to share this time with all of you. That's why it's important that we lift up our voices and sing, because through our love we heal each other and give each other flight. And that's what Conspiracy of Goodness is all about. It's so wonderful to be with servant leader Thomas Thimadu and our good friend Brad Hoos. You all have a good week, and thank you for all that you do. Friends, it's been a delight to be with you. Tell a poem and share it with a friend. Peace and all good till we meet again. You have been listening to Conspiracy of Goodness with Larry Long and Tom Thibodeau. Produced and recorded by Brett Hoos.
For more information about Larry and Tom, please visit www.larrylong.org and www.tomttalks.com. We look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for listening.